one, my love? All right. No. <laughs> nope. I think this is it. I think one of these I'm is it. I'm going to do this one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, so we got them. Wonderful. That so. man, that that was the black that was the Black Beatles challenge that them was doing. I feel you. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So welcome everyone to this week's weekly sip. We're gonna be talking about some specialties. So on the show today we have Randall Barnes. Uh, we've all been friends with him uh, just because we went to Miles mm -hmm. and. He is the founder of HBCU Pulse, but just to introduce him to you all, I'm gonna read his bio real quick. Randall Barnes is a media entrepreneur from Macon, Georgia. Randall is the founder of HBCU Pulse, a multimedia outlet with the mission of telling authentic HBCU stories and affirming student leaders around the nation. Randall is the author of three books, most recently, A Queen's Pain, about the journey of student leadership at HBCUs. He is a fall 2019 graduate of Fort Valley State University with a bachelor's degree in media studies. That is our That's thing. a legit That's bio. Like, That's a legit resume. I'm like, I'm inspired by that bio. I feel honored <laughs> to be your friend. Right. Thank you. Right. But we're going to jump into the question. So our first question is, how did HBCU Pulse come about? And walk us through the steps of legitimizing it as an LLC. Firstly, thank you guys for inviting me on, and thank you guys for being my friends. I'm I'm honored. You know, y'all are y'all are famous. I talk to you that all the time. Um, <laughs> but uh, with HBCU Pulse, so we started HBCU Pulse in 2017. Uh, at the time, it wasn't the HBCU Pulse that you see today. Um, it was under Urban Intellectuals, who are now my silent partners. So I was doing so much for HBCUs in 2016 when I was a sophomore. Um, that was sort of like my rise to student leadership at Fort Valley. So um, the founder of Urban Intellectuals reached out to me. He said, Randall, you know, you should make an a we should make an HBCU brand for you because you, you do so much for Fort Valley and, and other HBCUs for free. So he's like, it should be a brand that you, that you do. So I was like, yeah, so, you know, let's do it. So we did not know what to call it. So, you know, because, you know, Buzz was taken, Grad was taken, yep. Financial was taken. Yep. So I was like, he was like, what's, what's the name of it? Like, I don't, I really don't know. I'm mad ideas in my head. But I was like, I don't know if that would be like the one. I want it to be like the one. So he mm -hmm. said, what, well, because uh, well, what do you think about the Bio Pulse? I'm like, well, I want to connect with students. I think with a hard HBC life, this and that. Mm -hmm. So he said, well, what about HBCU Pulse? I thought HBCU Pulse was a lame name. I'm not going to lie. Hey, HBCU Pulse. Really? Yeah. I was like, what? HBCU Pulse? Well, I was like, you know what? You know, let's, you know, let, let, let's do it. I mean, we can't find nothing else. That works. But, it, I mean, it worked because um, the whole entire thing of it, how, how I thought about it and really just taking it seriously, especially in 2018, was that, you know, students are the heart. Are, 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 like, basically, HBCUs, they're the heart. And then without with blood, like, blood pumps through the heart into other parts of the body. So students, you know, we're the blood and we're the heart as well. And we pump money, school pride, all these different things mm -hmm. to HBCU. So, you know, it just, it worked out. Um, in 2017, it was sort of like an extension of me. I was still sort of like promoting Randall through it all. But 2017, I call that my, my peak year, when I, my prime, when I was bringing celebrities to Fort Valley, I went to the White House as HBCU All-Star Ambassador. I was traveling, all these different things. And I was getting in beefs with everybody, every school, every school. I, like, 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 I got to with Miles one time, too. But it wasn't oh, that bad. 
It wasn't that bad. It was over. It was over a four dollar football game. We had one, and then I think um the I think one of the pages said something. And I said something back. I was just, I was wild. I, at, 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 I was like y'all. Oh, we did. We did now. Not recently. Not recently. But 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 we did. We we talked y'all one time. Um, twenty one nineteen. It was twenty one nineteen. But you know, it was just it was just it was crazy though. And it's like you know. It was one big old blow up I had. I had like 12 schools on me. 12 schools were on my neck. Including A&T and Winston-Salem, especially they're big supporters now. They were on my neck. And then the next week, I was in the beef with Savannah State, and it was over sports. And I was like, you know what? How, 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 how about you come to my Facebook page and we'll stream the game or whatever? I was like, you know what? That's a dope idea. This is basically what Stephen A. Smith and them do. And I was like, wait a minute. I should start a brand around this. Like, like well, I got close. I should take this seriously. So I hit up um, um, the, found, the founder of Urban Elections. I was like, listen, I want to take this seriously. I, I want to do this for real. Here's what I want to do. And I honestly was prepared to, I was prepared to do it myself. They were like, oh, no, yo, perfect, let's do it. I was like, oh, for real? Two weeks later, website was done. Instagram was done. Facebook was done. Twitter was done. And we went from there. And that was when in 2018, basically, I quit SGA. I, I did polls, start doing polls, mm-hmm. taking it seriously. Uh, 2018, you know, started, you know, really connecting with other student leaders. 2019, it went crazy. I met y'all. You know, I was connected with you, um, just other different people. Went to NASAP, met a lot, met a lot of great people. Um, hit 10,000 um, just for, for posts on Instagram. And then we kept going um, with the LLC. We were a subsidiary of HBC, of, of Urban Intellectuals at first. So mm-hmm. we just on the website, just, you know, writing articles from the website. But um, the story about how it became LLC, which I was telling Keila about um, before when we first talked, is that um, the LLC idea, I mean, you know, stability is great. You know, having an organized, you know, company is great. But that's not where I started LLC. So, see, what it happened was, you know. What happened uh, was, what happened okay. Was, so, <laughs> I, I'm, an, I'm an ambassador for the National College of Alumni Hall of Fame now. But they came, they came to Fort Valley in 2018. So my guy Phil, when he was over um, the Faithful Black Men Association, like that's like a real organization <laughs> at Fort Valley. So it better be real. Yeah, it, it was actually a real organization at Fort Valley. So you know, basically he was like, "Hey, we're bringing down Thomas Dorch and National College on the Hall of Fame. Can you film it?" I was like, "Yeah, of course." He said, "Hey, you know, we'll pay you." I'm like, "Oh, for real?" So here's my paper invoice, all of that. So I filmed it, everything, and I didn't know where that money was coming from. So I thought they were going to just pay the paper on boys. not going on. <laughs> but the school said, the school was like, hey, yeah, you know, we got a check for you. I'm like, oh, for real? Yeah, you got a check for me? So they gave me the check, and, and I gave it to my mom to cash it or whatever. And she was like, Randall, you can't cash this, you know, because it's, it's made out of an HBC Pulse and not Randall. I was like, what? So I was upset. I was like, wait, how, how does this happen? Because I had a check in my name before. Right. So right. I go to school. I'm like, you, you put my name on check? They said, well, no, we can't do that because you're a student. It has to be an HBC poll. So I was like, well, I can't cash that without having an LLC. He was like, well, you know, I don't know what to tell you. I was like, well, you know what? Can you hold it? I'm, I'm going to do an LLC. Can you hold it for right now? You know, and then after that, I, I'll cash it. So from there, I made LLC to cash a $100 check. It was a great, it was a, an amazing thing to make. So, yeah, that was the reason why I did it. But just getting the LLC, it, it's not as hard as a lot of people make it seem. You go onto um, the, the Secretary of State website and, you know, you fill out the form. You have to go through different things to make sure it's original, that's legitimate. Um, you have to be a resident of the state that you're registering in. You have to pay either a, a $100 regular fee when it goes up as, as like the, the quicker that you want it. 
and then you wait. Like you, you mm. wait until it's issued to you. Um, I got denied at first because Ooh. of a clerical error because I was using I was using Chrome. So I put my name in, you know, Chrome pops up my name, Randall Barnes. So mm-hmm. like it filled everything, first name, middle name, okay. name put Randall right. Barnes Barnes. So I would think, oh, they just take it off. But they actually denied it and said, fix this change. I thought it was something big. I was like, really? Mm-hmm. I got to fix this and I got to wait mm-hmm. another two weeks. But I did that, got the LLC. And I honestly, I just renewed it last month. So, you know, we're going, going for 2021, you know? Okay. Yeah. All over $100 check. A hundred dollar check is the reason that we got HBCU Pulse LLC. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I think yep. it's worth it. So how much does it cost in total? Like, do you have to keep putting money in to keep it at LLC or? So, um, then this is something that I really just figured out. Um, it doesn't really cost that much. It costs a hundred to get the initial LLC, but to renew it, it's only fifty. And you can sort of go up 50 every year. So if I want to renew it through 2022, I just had to pay 100. But mm-hmm. I decided, you know, I'm just going to go, like, you know, just year by year. Because I don't got, like, you know, the money to throw 100. I got, <laughs> I got, I got the 100, but I didn't want to use it for the LLC. I'm not like, you know, I just, I just do the 50 next year. What your stimulus check at? I might re-up, you know. <laughs> what your stimulus check at? My stim- I don't get no stimulus check. <laughs> Oh, mm. I didn't get one either. My yeah. y'all, y'all got the CARES Act. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in college no more. Y'all got the CARES Act. We ain't got. Uh, I, I, yeah. Well, okay, we can talk about that. So I know Corona has kind of taken everybody by a storm. Some people are out of jobs. Some people are remotely working. So we just want to know how has HBCU Pulse been affected by this? Because I know, I know you all have seen it. I've seen it. The uh, virtual campaigns have been on the up, on the up and coming. Cause mm-hmm. like, that's like the only outlet for campaigns right now. So like, how has HBC Pulse kind of thrived or how has it been affected by it? Honestly, um, we've been amazing. Like it, as far as the HBC Pulse side, we've seen growth. Um, we hit 20,000 the week before Corona. Like that Thursday, we celebrated twenty thousand. I do remember that. Yeah. Now we're at twenty three point four thousand. We just hit twenty. We hit twenty three point four today. It just crossed over today. So interview. So we hopped up like three thousand followers. Or two, not three thousand. Two thousand followers since Corona happened. And we even went. Well, I think we are twenty three. I'm, I'm, I'm getting numbers mixed up. I think we are twenty three. I think we are twenty three. So you know, um, we we hit you know that number really last week especially with the national decision day with hbc 24. so oh, yeah. with, with, you know that the coronavirus the, the quarantine and especially hbc 24 and the uh the virtual campaigns is really has been lucrative has been a lot of growth and there's been a lot of help that, we, that we've been providing um uh, i decided to do the election initiative that Keela's is now a part of where we're helping uh individuals come up with their different campaigns for Rural Court and SGA, and we started that before we knew the coronavirus was happening, mm-hmm. and it just worked because now you know, you especially with Rural Court, you have a lot of individuals that need to do pageants and all these different things. But now pageants are canceled, so it's right up my alley. So it's like oh, man, this is social media. I told I told my clients, my my queens in the chat, I'm like, oh, this is right up my alley. Like this is what y'all pay me for. Like, I, I do yeah. so I can definitely brand y'all. And you know, we we ripped off six straight wins. You know, with with a different 
um, SGA and Royal Court members, um, people that aren't working with us, they always hit us up. Hey, could you put our, our flyer on the page, X, Y, Z? But flyers normally just put a flyer up. It normally doesn't do well on social media. So what I did was this. I started doing spotlight posts. Because if you put a face or you put a pretty picture up, it's more it's more likely to get likes. And then you swipe and you see the flyers and the platforms and all okay. that. So, and that's what I normally tell, you know, my clients, but now I have them pay me for the ads. So like, you know, they want to add on polls, they have to pay because we don't do endorsements. We, we, we don't okay. do endorsements. You just, like, and even if you pay us, we like to keep it silent that, hey, like, you know, that we're working with you because we don't know how to school or feel. We don't want it to be presented as unfair advantage because all we're doing is really just consulting them as if they were like a, like, like a political figure. Like, like mm-hmm. you, you, had, you had Barack Obama had, had and David Axelrod and David Plofer, those were his advisors. They helped him through the campaign, you know, and that's sort of what we're doing. So I don't like, well, hey, I'm working with HBCU Post, because now I can be like, oh, they're cheating, that's outside advantage. And now that looks bad on us because we're still a media outlet at the same time. And also, you never know who's going to win. You know, we could be backing one person and it could be one vote. And now I'm saying, hey, listen, vote for this person. They're the best. I'm going to win. And, and now it's like, I'm not rocking with you. You, you support an old girl. I hate her. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, like, I, I, I like to keep it neutral because I, I, I'm not doing it just, hey, to get money. I'm doing it to help people. But in the case that, you know, they don't win, we still have to, you know, work with um, the young man or woman that does win in that position because it's, it's all love at the end of the day. And, you know, that's been very lucrative. Uh, we've seen a lot of money from that. But in general, I, I would say that the pandemic has forced us to be inventive. Um, it's crazy to think about the fact that everything that's happened, I called it, like, on the head. When I was on the story, I called it. I said, graduation is going to be canceled. Probate is going to be canceled. Events going to be canceled. But y'all laughing. I was I was right on the money. I said that right when I got the source in that schools were shutting down. Like, I, I sort of hopped on it, and I was on the story talking about it. And it happened. People were laughing about it at first. Oh, black people can't get it. Now we're, now we're all affected by it. Now graduation. Right. And now even going back to school is canceled. So, you know, the big thing is that Pulse also emerged as the voice of the students. Pulse emerged as a, as, a, as a reliable outlet because I'm using my media studies degree because um, in uh, one class I had Ms. Booz, we always would have to give reliable information. We'd have to mm-hmm. give a news story and stay, stay the reliable source. That's coming in handy because a lot of people are disseminating yeah. false information. A lot of people. It, even some HBCU pages. So yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna do my research. I'm gonna get in my bag a little bit. I'm gonna have my, have my people look into it. I'm talking to sources, talking to SGA presidents, talking to Queens, like what's going on on, on the ground? Like what's happening? What are different things that, that's, going, that's going on? And then we're disseminating information. We have a text message list where we text things out. Um, we have, you know, the different updates on polls, on the story, on the feed. And the big thing is that I think that what this quarantine has done, it really has solidified us as like, the top source for student leadership because even we, we even got pretty b on, on, on the live you know um, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago and it was it was amazing because okay. like that opportunity might not have been there if the quarantine wasn't in because she would have been on the breakfast club ricky mm-hmm. smiley show um the morning hustle she would have been on other other things but because of the because of the quarantine you know she was able to come on post because she was doing a digital tour where she was going to different social media pages so you know that was something where I was able to connect with Brittany V, um, just working with CDK on the mic, um, with just Instagram lives and just doing things great. Like we had a we had a party on live. Um, yeah. we, had, we had a party and it, it was it was lit. It was amazing. 
and really just new ideas, just new fresh ideas. Um, we, we have a whole lot more coming. Uh, May 24th, we have a big announcement. Really big announcement. May 24th, you need to write that down? May 24th. May 24th. May 24th. Because we have to, I think that with entrepreneurship, I think that people look at this in the wrong way because I think that this is, you know, an amazing time to get things together in your life, but also within your business. Like it's not, a, it's not like a pressure to do it. I see a lot of people that's being pressured. Oh, you, oh, you don't, don't sit on your, on your butt. Just go on and do this and that. It's not really a pressure to do it. You know, you sort of have to get your mindset right for entrepreneurship. But at the same time, this is perfect. Everybody, not only is everybody on social media, like, oh, you just put content up. These celebrities are just sitting around. Like, yeah. pretty mm -hmm. deep. She, when she hopped on live with CDK on Pulse, she was literally laying down in the bed. Yeah. <laughs> laying down, like, waiting for us to call her. I, I go, or, or, or just request her on Instagram. So, really, this entrepreneurship is, it's really on uptick for us. And I think it's really, you know, structuring how things are going to be moving forward because a lot of the things we're doing, Battle of the DJs, um, the things I'm going to be announcing really soon, that's going to be going on quarantine or not. You know, so it's just really just structured our business in the right way. And also, I, I got a little money in my pocket, so it's, it's real cool. You know? Right. So I would like to ask, before Keila asks her last question, I just would like to ask, how do you think, if um, we're not going to be able to go back to school in the fall, how do you think people should use their reign if they are elected remotely, like from wherever they are? So what's interesting is I've had that conversation with about 10 or 20 different elected leaders this year. A lot of conversation about that. And every time I bring that up, they're like, oh no, Randall, let's not be negative. Let's listen. I'm like, no, we gotta, we gotta think about it. I'm an entrepreneur. So I can't be walking around like, oh, everything's great when it's not, because what we're hearing is there's gonna be a second wave that's coming. And you know, our, our leadership's not doing what they need to do. You right. know, and 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 then the coronavirus came closer to them. Because you, have, because you have, you know, the valet for, for Donald Trump mm -hmm. has coronavirus. It's an individual um, that is connecting to Mike Pence that has coronavirus. So we don't know what's going to happen. Like, we're in a state of flux. So with the reign and the 10-year first year presidents, we have different, you know, different services that, that we're offering. We're going to be rolling out some different things where we're going to be doing master classes where we're going to let these student leaders know, hey, this is how you operate a reign. If the things are digital, here's what we're going to do. And the big thing is that how would an online homecoming look? How would an online coronation look? I've been talking mm -hmm. to them about that. Like, how would that look? Uh, mm -hmm. I talked to an SGA president uh, a couple of days ago. He gave me a very nuanced answer. He said that he believes that, um, in general, he doesn't think that things are going to be online in the fall. He thinks that it's going to be a lot of online hybrid classes. And maybe some activities are, are affected. And maybe people with people wearing master class, they customize their mask and whatnot. But at the same time, you know, it's still gonna be on, it's still gonna be on campus. But we never know because a lot of HBC life is gatherings. Coronation mm -hmm. is a gathering, you know, like SG inauguration is a gathering. So I think the big thing that student leaders need to look at is what what's your social media game like? Let me be honest, a lot of people's social media game is not it at all. At all. Like you have old pictures from 2013 that I can scroll and look at. Like, that's not a suitable social media strategy for a leader. Because Barack Obama doesn't do that. You know what I'm saying? Joe Biden's not doing that. Bernie Sanders wasn't doing that. Kamala Harris wasn't doing that. People that are running for elected office in real life, as I like to say, in real life, their, their social media game is A1. They pay folks like me 
to, to get their social media stuff together. They have a staff of people that brands them, you know? And mm -hmm. I think that's where a lot of this comes from because even in the campaigns, like people are like, oh my gosh, what do we do? It's the coronavirus. I, I paid all this money for these events. I was sitting there like, what y'all worried about? Like, this is, it's cool. What, what, what's up? Like, y'all good? Like, y'all know y'all dates? Oh, oh, the date is, is, May, is May 23rd? It's May 20th? Okay. What's up? You got, you, got, you got your flyers? Just go do it. Like, you're on social media anyway. It's like people, we love social media, but people run from it. And mm -hmm. I think that, that, that that's the big thing. Like, we, we like to demonize social media, but if things continue to get bad and get even worse, social media is going to be what saves us. If we didn't have social media, we'd be sitting around not doing anything. I, I wouldn't be making money. This podcast would be happening if it wasn't for social media and telecommunications. You know, so really, they have to look at that within their range. How can you do Zoom meetings and make it lit? How can you do Instagram live parties? Like, what's the next avenue? What's the next thing for a campus DJ to do something? Like, what's the vir what, what's the virtual cap look like? You know, like, how can we bring celebrities and interweave them in? This, like, this should be something that we should have been thought about. And I think that's the problem. The problem, and I've said this plenty of times, the problem is that HBCUs weren't ready for this because we're so caught up in the culture that we're not, we don't think about convention, you know? We don't, we don't think about being inventive and think about what's coming next. And that's why oftentimes we're behind as black people. And mm -hmm. oftentimes we're, we're not respected as HBCUs. And that's the big problem. Like what, what, what for example, what St. Augustine's did with their election, and even what I think they're gonna institute if, the, if things were to happen and, and school wasn't back. I, I, when, when, I heard, when I heard that, that St. Augustine's was having a virtual pageant, they were the first choir I heard do that. I laughed. I was like, what? But my guy, Jalen, I, I was wrong. That thing was amazing. I love <laughs> I love the virtual pageant, the day party where, where they announced the new elected officials. I loved it. I was wrong. So that's where things are, are going to go. They need to look at an online strategy and they need to look at one important thing with entrepreneurship is engaging your audience. How are you engaging your audience? Right. Now, some people can't do that. Because a lot of people, they, they can't engage the audience in, in real life. So, I mean, I don't know, I, I, I don't know what, why, what, what they're going to do. The people that not thought about, okay, we're on campus, what event I'm going to do, what, I'm gonna, what, what, what are we going to do here, how can mm -hmm. I get my line sisters involved, how can I get my fraternity brothers involved, how, how can I get my court involved. If they're not thinking about that, they're losing. But that's all this is. All it is is engaging your people. So now you're online. So now you have find a way to engage the freshmen who are eager engage sophomores, mm -hmm. seniors that, that are not trying to be a part of anything, how do you engage them and how, how you get them a, a, a part of the conversation? And that is really what a lot of elected officials really have to look at. Right, right. Okay. So we are on to the last question. Gosh, I love you, Randall. We don't want to say bye, but the last question is, what advice would you give to college students on how to create a successful business? So you took an idea and you you just made it just beyond your wildest dreams, I'm sure. So how, what advice would you give to that student who has an idea and it's like doesn't know how to bring it to fruition? Well, the first thing I, I would say is to do it. Um, that was the big thing. Like, I never had a hesitation in doing HBC Pulse because of the fact that I consider 2017, like that honestly in my life, that's like my favorite year. It was, it was so much growth. 
you could just could feel the growth from, you know, being in Macon, like two years before that in 2015, you know, wondering about college, wondering how Fort Valley would be. Then all of a sudden, two years later, I'm at the White House. And then now I'm at the White, I'm at the White House, I'm one of the known HBC All-Stars. People know me. Like I'm walking in, hey, you know, oh, Randall, what's up, man? How you doing? Where's your book? I want to buy your book. I'm like, you know me? I go to Fort Valley. Like, like what? You go to Howard. Like, what? You know what I'm saying? Like, so it was, it was it, like, I think that the first big thing is to do it. And that was really where I was in 2017. It's just leaping, just jumping, just shooting, shooting your shot at your dream. That's really the first thing. Cause a lot of people want to do things. They want to do a podcast. They want to write a book. They want to run for something, but they allow fear to get them. And I've, I've allowed fear in, in certain ways to get, to get to me more so fear in, in people, you know, and that I didn't have in 2017, which I consider to be my favorite year. But you have to just leap. You have to jump. You have to be around the right people. I've been around the wrong people a lot. And Keela know about that. I told Keela all about it. Like, I've been around the wrong people. And Keela has had to talk me through it. Uh, and, 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 and basically, like, like, you, like, like, I use her. Like, she has a calming voice. I'm, I'm telling like, like, she, like, she used to do ASMR. I'm telling you. Keela got a calming really? voice. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Like, she just calm down. Just calm down. It's going to be okay. Just, just take a nap. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? She do ASMR or something, but you know, like being around the right people, like for example, like y'all were the right people to be around, you know? Like, you know, you guys understand what I'm, what I'm going through, where I'm coming from, y'all support me. Like that's how people you need, you need to be around because that network of people will help launch you to success. And you got, and people have to really be serious. Like when you're, when you're at your HBCU, you're not just a student. Like you are a professional. Like I never looked at myself as, oh, I'm just a student. No, I, I came in with, with two books. I had a book signed in my freshman year doing a doing a 120 centennial celebration. I started, I was on the committee for the author series as a freshman. Like two year, two two months in, I was on the committee. I was calling authors to be on it and then they didn't come through and I was on it. You know, I, I was the lead author and that like that year. And then we didn't do another one to two years later with, with, with Dr. Bernard Hodges, who's now on TV doing doing critic fixers on Nat Geo Wild. He's a veterinarian, millionaire. So I started the series as a freshman that he was in. And they were like, yeah, Randall started that series. So it's like you're you're not just a student that oh all I can do is party all I can do is turn up talk to people like no nah, like take yourself seriously you're a professional and I think that the biggest thing is that we have to have a scope as as college students as young alumni on what's important like college is only three to four years of your life or for some people five to seven but you know at the oh. same time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but I mean you have to sort of Focus, like you have to focus on what's important. A lot of these these young women that that I deal with a lot of the times is with one of the real reasons I wrote Queenstown. No, Kendrick can speak to it. Is a lot of these girls are so caught up in being Greek, like Raynetta was in in, in the book, and they have to focus on like you know, I'm like, we're gonna talk about it, and not just, not just that, more so oh positions, titles, like different things that don't affirm you, you know. So that was, but the one thing is, is, is being Greek. That, oh my God, so don't get me started. No. <laughs> um, the thing is that they need, like, we need to be focused on empowerment, getting the organizations, handle your business, get your crown, get your title. Yeah. But what's happening after that? I know a lot of folks with letters, with positions, with titles that are crying right now. They don't know what they're going to do after the coronavirus. I'm not, I'm not crying over, over what I'm going to do after the coronavirus. I got moves, you know? Y'all got moved. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like you have to be future focused. You have to really think yeah. about what's what's coming next. And really, I, and the biggest thing that's probably the biggest part of it, and the last thing, 
is really to take time for yourself. I realize that. He I was about to say, Randy, you better not be talking. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's been doing better. I, I told you about it. I told him you've been doing better. I'm going to stick up with you. Yes, please do, cause you, cause Keila's my counselor. Please do, okay. <laughs> like, 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 but Keila's your counselor. I'm just your boo. Because I told you about it. I was like, you need to take some time. Well, you did. Like, yeah, yeah. Kendra did. You did. But I actually, I've, I've listened, cause honestly, I've, I've taken a step back. And even when I wrote the article about my mental health, a lot of people understood where I was coming from. And even like, you have to find your creative outlet and find you. Like for me. Like writing has been my salvation. It's helped me. It's helped me get into college. It helped me, you know, get get where Pulse, where Pulse can be great. Like help build Pulse, help build Queen series. Honestly, it, it helps me when I'm down. Like when Kobe passed away, I I was affected by that. Like in ways I never would have expected. Cause that that was like a childhood hero. Like I always watch Kobe. Like I, I even cried like that that Monday afterwards. I was like, what the world? Like what's going on? But I wrote about it. I just I felt at peace about it. I felt, I felt like like, and I still thought about it. But I felt at peace. Like when I was down um, a couple weeks ago, I I wrote those articles that that I put out. I think I wrote three or four articles, and that put me at peace. So like, I think that the big thing that we don't look at is using a creative outlet and also really taking time for yourself. And that's something that I've um, grown into, and and something that really helped you as an entrepreneur because it's hard. That's the and that's another, that's probably the biggest the biggest biggest thing. It is hard as an entrepreneur because money don't always come. It might be one day you make you a thousand dollars, and one day in a month you make you zero. I, I literally have had that this past year. You mm-hmm. make so much money one day. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm rolling the money. All of a sudden the next day, <laughs> the next day, okay, what am I gonna do with it? And two months later, you ain't making no money. But then the next day, you you making a hundred fifty in an hour. You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's 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 an ebb and flow. It's up and down. You yeah. have to really know what you're doing this for, and really be patient, and know that everybody everybody's not for you, and also that you have to be for yourself and be patient. So, like, if if you do that, like, the entrepreneurial journey will be easy. Of course, but also a great idea as well. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Randall. Hey, we the sweet tea trio. We thank you for being on here, gifting us your time because yes. you know your time ain't cheap, honey. You know. <laughs> right. oh thank you again. Thank you. We will see you next time. We'll see you May twenty fourth. We yes. run, we run down. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm coming with it. Coming with it. Okay. Okay. Well, bye, Randall. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do, I, do I leave or do, or do I like? I don't know. Yeah, you, you really leave.